Hello and welcome to Desi Sportscast and we're back to our normal f- uh, format and um, um, with uh, my friend and co-host who I've not spoken to for a, a couple of weeks so it's really good to speak to you Nevin. How are you my friend? I'm good, I'm good. It's back to rainy days in Kerala so <laughs> I'm enjoying the rain, having a lot of coffee and just moving ahead with life. Yeah, How's the scene there? It, it it's um it's meant to be the end of spring start of summer we've had uh, a good spring really really good spring but we've mm-hmm. um it's been raining for the past couple of days but it's it's a nice sunday today i'm looking at a quite a nice uh, sunny day so which is good uh, but you know the weather in england it's you don't know where you're going to get tomorrow <laughs> yeah. so uh, but i'm assuming it's the monsoon season that started back home yeah it's a monsoon it's reads here i think it's reads bombay and all that so the entire western coast is now getting the rains and it's strangely on time usually it never, i mean for the last few years we've not had it in june uh, it's usually been delayed and it's been coming in july and all but this year it's happening in june itself so that's nice feels like the good old days are back <laughs> <laughs> in in you one aspect anyway back in back in back in school our, our classes used to start in june Right. And from the first day, we used to like have uh, raincoats and umbrellas, and you, you, you'll be like your uniforms will be all wet by the time you reach school. It used to be one messy affair, but like there's a lot of nostalgia and everything associated when you think about right. Oh, oh, those days takes when, you back. You know, class would just reopen, yeah, and then you are like going, and those are the only days you are allowed to wear uh, sandals and. you can uh, you can skip shoes oh, right. so because yeah because it's just rainy right so you can't be wearing those shoes to uh, schools and all that so well interesting yeah. we hated it as kids <laughs> because your parents are not going to allow you to play in the rain yeah. they're just super scared you'll get sick and you can't play because it's raining so your school will also not going to allow you to play football or any sport so it used to be difficult and then that meant your PT periods are also sitting in class and doing something, you know, some studies and all that. So we hated it, but. But I'm assuming it's. Looking back uh, was all nice. It's still uh, uh, hot when it's raining. It's not like here. No, it's nice. It's it's cool and I mean, obviously, relatively speaking, it's not as cool as what is in Leicester right now. But I'm sure this this is nice. Like right now, I'm not even putting the fan on. So. Yeah. it's pleasant yeah good good um yeah. it, it might be down to the weather or i don't know um the time of year but um uh, your local team is been making the headlines for the for the past few weeks and it started off with um the big big news well it was for me anyway when i first read about it is your star defender um leaving the club by mutual consent um yeah. there's been a lot of stories you know he's looking for a move abroad he's good enough obviously to play in asia um what's yeah. your take on sandesh uh, leaving the club bizarre i think he was the he was the last of the the original uh, like the kerala blasters uh heroes i think there's nobody else that uh, as a kerala blasters fan that you could go and say he's a legend or he's somebody so maybe you have the ian humes and the occasional foreign defenders here and there sahal is slowly developing as a important figure but sandesh singh has been there since day one so 6 years to yeah to let that one player go with no real logical explanation it's not like people have just come out and said 
what really happened why we are letting him go there's nothing there's no clarity why would you leave india's best defender for free when he's got contract why are you not like trying to uh, sell him mm. get some transfer money at least that was my thought it's, it's yeah it's even so if if your objective is to take him off your payroll and you want to revamp your side with younger players and lesser pay and all that i get it okay and i'm not saying i get it but okay at least there is some intention and some purpose here right now we're all clueless i mean why would you want to leave one and that's one real good slot right so if you can play an indian center in the back that really gives you freedom to attack more with the, you can play another foreigner somewhere up forward and rather than go with a customary two center back of center back pairing of uh, uh, foreigner so very bizarre thing but like i am assuming kerala blasters know something about jingen's fitness that probably nobody else knows and he is probably not back to his you know uh, his normal best so there's some some likeliness of an injury I can only think of that and the possibility of you know probably having to pay till November. I think November second or third week is when the uh, the league is expected to start. That's again a lot of months, and he's one of the most highest paid Indian footballers out there. So probably the club thought better of saving that money. I don't know what is the logic behind it, but uh, yeah, I mean it was strange for me. It was very very strange. I know a lot of. I know Kerala fans who tattooed Sandesh Jingen on their hand and all that. So <laughs> it's a little. And then the club goes one step ahead and retires that jersey. <laughs> so we are like a little confused. Here. You let a player go, and then you retire a jersey. What is happening? I mean, I can understand when Napoli did it for a Maradona, but like, what is the what is the logic? He's going to probably end up playing in another rival team with that same jersey number. So what are you trying to achieve? So a lot of questions are there, but Kerala Blasters has been a mess that way because they refuse to clarify. The only person who's been talking—I mean, the sporting director and uh, the coach—have been like little vocal. They've been saying things, but nothing concrete. And I don't think it's within their capacity also to like sit down and explain why. And and unfortunately, I think our Indian football culture is also being okay with not knowing a lot of things. We're like, okay, clubs don't have to tell. I'm sure if it was in a UK or something, there'll be more pressure to ex- come out and explain why you did this. So yeah, uh, here if there was an England international central defender, when we um, um, when Leicester sold, um, I've even forgotten his name as we speak, um, to Manchester United. Uh, that's Maguire. Yeah, and um, it was uh, you know he wanted to move and. The club didn't, but they got the money they wanted for him. So there was a lot of confusion for me uh, living here and thinking India's mm-hmm. number one central defender. Like you said, uh, he could have um, got they could have got a big fee for him because that, the other stories were like you mentioned there that um, the finances aren't great at uh, mm-hmm. Kerala. Um, but then yeah. they go and sign um, Nishu from uh, BFC yeah. for um, yeah. what's allegedly a. High fee and high wages, yeah. so that those two things didn't tie up because there's not a like for like re- replacement either. And, exactly, um, and in terms of contribution, also it's a it's a position where you can find other Indians. It's not like Indians. I mean, you find good fullbacks in India, so it's not that bad. I mean, mm. uh, it's way more difficult to find a centre back than mm. it is to find a fullback or a winger. So, yeah, it's it's a little bizarre, but. 
And mm-hmm. Sandesh is not even like 35. We're talking about a player who's 26, 27. So he's got a good five years ahead of him. So oh, that, that. he's not like an age uh, where uh, you need to back out and think, okay, you know, probably end of the career is not going to come back from an injury and all. So really, really bizarre. I have no other explanation to it except yeah. just sit here and just think, wonder why somebody would do that. And um, I thought the uh, what you mentioned there, retiring his jersey. I mean, it's not a number four, a number five jersey. It's twenty one, so it's it. You know, yeah. it's not a number that immediately players ask for. Uh, but um, yeah, that was bizarre as Nevertheless. well. Nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nevertheless, um, it, just... it, do you think um, it, it? You mentioned you know there's not been too much uh, news from um, officially from the Blasters that it is uh, the owners taking these decisions rather than uh, the new coach or the new CEO or. I mean, I think the new sporting director is involved. So nobody knows to what extent, but there seems to be a, a tightening of all screws in Kerala Blasters as of. I- from what i understand uh, they want to cut down on all expenses of the club they feel it's been grossly mismanaged a lot of money being thrown at different places for no reason and uh, poor recruiting strategy and all that so they want to rectify these mistakes or at least this is what the fans have been saying so probably fans are saying all this just to feel optimistic about the next season it's probably not the truth as well so but like somewhere in i mean somewhere amidst all this is the real truth so I mean, your guess is good as mine as to what is actually happening inside Kerala Blasters. But you know, it's not it's not a bad situation. I mean, Kibu is a very interesting coach from whatever I've learned. He seems to be a guy who really believes in a system. He wants something, and he's been very vocal about Sahal and and Nong Damba and Rahul P and all those interesting players. So, if you look at it, they've got a very interesting young core there. It's not as bad and as grave as a lot of people seem to, you know, portray. So if if you can develop a system where Sahal and Rahul and Nongdamba are playing, and apparently Ogbej is ready to sign, so you've got a very very young, vibrant attacking four, right? You've got three Indians behind Ogbej, and that really helps you play your foreigners in central midfield and like central defence and all that because. You you've got your another four slots there, so you can use them in like re, in places where you can really add solidity. And then you have inter, in, internationals like uh, Nishu, and then you have Jessil who had a good season. So not too bad. Like as long as they recruit the foreign players correctly, I think it's not a, a horrible setup for Kerala Blasters also. But really, I mean, still a lot of questions to be answered and. we can only know when it really happens when when they actually make the decision when they actually buy players when we know i mean this was their plan and you mentioned uh, kibun um i don't know if i read it right or heard right or somewhere but he also commented on what he thought of sunil chetri um is he in the same mold as um elko was uh, quite um uh he he didn't he, he was very sharing in terms of his views and opinions and he didn't hold back is kibu the same yeah i'm not that i mean shadori was <laughs> very vocal and sometimes too vocal i think kibu has found the right balance he's not getting too i mean uh, i mean it's not like losing his uh, mind also he's been very calm and 
been trying to give the right answers of course his english isn't the best in the world i mean i mean so a lot of it gets lost here and there when you're seeing a live or something but i feel i mean his heart is in the right place he really talks highly about his time in mohan bagan and how he enjoyed india and how he feels part of the system so hopefully he can bring that to kerala as well and uh, uh, i mean i think you at the end of the day what can we say we just he i mean he's had one season here in india it's very difficult to sit here and like tell oh this is how he's going to line up this is probably what he's thinking and all that mm. but hopefully hopefully he's got uh, hopefully he's seen indian football enough to know what he he, he has to do here yeah um he, you mentioned that he he was talking about sahal and you know how he rates him but there were rumors um and i think it was started by the owner of um, bfc that uh, he likes uh, sahal uh, do you think uh, there were just um, him giving his opinion there's nothing serious and sahal will be given more opportunities by kibu it it would seem so unless the management decides to cash in uh it seems like kibu has got his eye on sahal and he really wants to improve the player so the coach has certainly said he wants him but like you never know in in football right so if the right kind of money comes in would uh, kerala blasters decide to cash in and all that stuff uh you know the jury is still out on sahal and whether he was a one season wonder or somebody who can you know change indian football forever so um if you are if you are a uh, kerala blasters management that's also there in the back of your mind right and he's got one more year in his contract and, and he's not one of the highest paid and all that so they might also be wary what if he doesn't sign a contract the next year you lose um sahal for free so there is a i mean i would think after what they've done to jingan if they were to leave sahal also i think there will be a big protest in kerala and fans are going to be like really scared of what is going to happen because now you're taking away the second most favorite or probably the most favorite uh, kerala bas uh, really? player for all the fans So he, even though he didn't start often, he's still one of the favorites. He's, he's immensely, he's immensely popular because he's a local lad, right? Yeah. So he's from Kerala, so that's a huge advantage. It the little little things that you do. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we all like Ronaldinho more than everybody else in that Brazil team simply because he did. He he produced magic. It's not because Roberto Carlos or Cafu or anybody else in that team were poor. They were also exceptional players. But you remembered Ronaldinho because he did. He brought some magic into the pitch. So, so Sahal was like that in terms of those little, little dribbles and things that we're not really used to seeing in Indian football. So, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a favorite, and I don't think the management will want to risk selling two favorites in one summer. And um, we've mentioned a couple of times. You know, we're not sure with uh, the financial situation uh, with the blasters, and they're looking to save money. But then they spend money on the issue. But then uh, they're looking to cut back as well by looking at possibly moving uh, to. Is it how do you pronounce Kozhikode? Is it Kozhikode? Kozhikode. Yeah, Kozhikode. Pronounce Kozhikode. Yeah. So, I mean for Calicut you can Calicut so that's easier. That it's it this is again something unusual for me um uh, because it doesn't happen here. Um is it, what's the story behind that and is it you know a long uh, well not a long term plan but a short term plan and how would the people I in Kochi feel about that? 
I feel it's a long-term plan. Even though they want to hide the fact that it's not a long-term plan and trying to say that, oh, we are like a full Kerala club and which is why we want to play in multiple stadiums and all that. I think generally uh, it's way cheaper to play in the Calicut Stadium. Uh, that's the home ground for Gokulam. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's cheaper but it doesn't have the same kind of facilities of uh, JL and here in Kochi. So, uh, but so they have the proposed a, a, a plan where they develop the stadium from their own pockets so they'll spend some 20 30 crores uh, or i think up to i don't know up to 50 crores or something in wow. in a few years to uh, develop the stadium and then use it as their home ground and all that Gokhale is obviously not happy because that could probably see them be pushed out uh, from their home ground so everybody is like be at the end of the day, it all comes down to the fact that we don't have the infrastructure. For all of Kerala's talk about being a football destination, a football-loving state, and all, we don't have enough quality stadiums. And here in Kochi, they've been charging exorbitant charges from the club. Like, each match, you pay lakhs and lakhs to get the stadium. And uh, there has also been pressure from cricket. So, this is a cricket venue at mm. the end of the day. Mm. A lot of... Uh, uh, ODI matches have happened here, so they want the the cricket association of the state wants the stadium back. All right. So, so yeah, that drama is happening. At the end of the day, I think it's it's just the fact that we don't have enough football ground. So uh, probably considering Malabar, where this Calicut area is more known for football, so Blasters also feel they're not going to lose out on much of uh, people, and probably that'll be. Make, taking Blasters' football more closer to home because Kochi, I mean, a lot of people come to Kochi, but like a lot of them come from Malabar. So imagine actually making us, uh, actually being based out of that area. So I think it's a long term move. If you are investing so many crores into the project, why would you want to do for uh, for a stadium that you play one or two matches every season? And this is also shows how. I, ISL is remarkably similar to IPL in the way it's run. So, if you look at, to say, Kings 11 Punjab and Kabulawala, Rajasthan Royals and all, they used to have the same tendency of playing in multiple venues. Mm-hmm. So, Kings 11 would play in, play in Mohali and then they'll play in Dharamshala as well. Mm-hmm. So, it's I think it's, uh, it's a similar attempt. And I think personally, for football and football culture, it's wrong because... Uh, you need to be like really rooted to a specific city or a place and really have multiple generations of people really associate with the club. That's how football cultures are built, right? So if you keep shuffling from one stadium to the other, it's really not working. But I think in the long run, they will be based out of Malbar and not out of Kochi simply because it just works out cheaper. So unless the government comes in or Cochin Corporation comes in and says, oh no, we don't want to lose a football club, so we are going to cut trades or you know strike a better deal. I think eventual plan is to move move towards the northern side of Kerala. And uh, just two questions on the back of that, because uh, once I read it, I, l- I started to read a bit more about it, but um, and hearing uh, comments from other people. But uh, are the Blasters truly a state club, or you know they're ba- badging themselves as a Kerala? But from what you're saying, I think they are a very they are a state club. They're clearly a state club, considering you have people from across the state coming for the matches. So you feel like on the days, the railway stations are su- supremely busy because you have people traveling five hours to come and see the match, home match. This is a club that they call it a home. 
and they t- they travel five hours for each match. Come watch the football match and goes back. So um, definitely from Trivandrum, which is in the southern part of Kerala, to the northern part, like we said, uh, a lot of fans travel to Kochi, which is bang in the center of the state. So it's definitely a uh, bigger than Kochi, and uh, it, because football itself is, if you look at the football culture itself, it's towards northern part where it's really you know really mad where you have all those sevens football matches and everything. So yeah, it's definitely a state club, and it also came at a time where we didn't have any football club from the state. So we were all football hungry, and some football club popped up, so we all started supporting them. uh so yeah i mean i don't think it's fair to say it's a kochi club even though i feel genuinely for the long run we need to be like rooted to a specific space and you know we ja- we, ha- we want like parents taking their children to the football matches and then the children taking their children that's how mm. that's how you become a part of the whole setup right so mm. hopefully the clubs will last that long and will stick to one one location But my other thoughts were for were for Gokulam, and we've uh, spoken about that club often mm-hmm. as to how a progressive yeah. club it is, and yeah. what seems to be a well managed club. And uh, I feel for them that uh, if the Blasters go to um, Calicut and um, promise to invest all this money, um, the local authorities probably will go with uh, the Blasters. And then what will happen to what is uh, you know from what we hear and you tell us and other people tell us is a good club good very good progressive club can that area sustain yeah, both I of them yeah i mean it's it's sad but <laughs> that's the reality of things as well right but i feel so if if a san siro can be used for two matches i don't know whether gokulam needs to be displaced and maybe they can come out with a, a way to get this uh, you know working somehow to the challenge would be two teams playing in two different leagues that's like completely different sponsors and you know all camera angles camera stands so you're talking about changing the entire setup for two matches and then bringing it back so you need to like have portable uh, you know banners and uh, hoardings and everything so that each time a match is done you you have your I mean, if if Gokulam has its advertisement, Kerala Blasters will have a different one. So we keep changing that over and over again. It's a Herculean task to do that. If it was the same league, at least the the electronic boards across the uh, across the football turf and everything else will be the same, right? You don't have to change all those things. No, I mean so, the only one yeah, that I thought of was uh, in Munich, and even that stopped now when 1860 was sharing the ground with Bayern. and the whole stadium was built mm-hmm. in such a way that uh, when Bayern was playing everything was in red and when 1860 were playing everything changed to blue but they had that you know yeah. it was all electronic it's a magnificent stadium uh, yeah. but even at 1860 have moved out because um, you know they've got their own stadium but uh, if you look at Milan I mean those two clubs are, have been there forever this is not the same is it this yeah. is another club moving into uh, Gokulam's yeah. territory yeah. as it were And it's 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 both the Milan clubs, so it's not even like uh, so. Kerala Blasters has been based out of a different city. If if say Kerala Blasters was out was out of Kodikode and just decided to move stadiums, okay, still you can understand. This mm. is actually transferring from one city to another. So yeah. tricky, but, but like I don't know the solution. So you also have to sympathize with Kerala Blasters, and right? you can't bleed so much and mm. hope to survive in the long run. Every match is a loss for them. Just oh, well, you have to spend. like lakhs and lakhs for the stadium so 
at the end of the day until and unless some people just decide enough is enough we're going to make cgm of our own yeah. maybe in like multiple phases this is how it is going to be yeah yeah but i think that's the only way um i know in, that's the uh, only way yeah it took the mls a few years um where they were using other grounds you know um yeah. american football grounds and what have you but now to get a franchise you have to have your own stadium your own yeah. um gen- uh, revenue generating uh, stadium i think um the isl will have to go down that route sooner or later uh just to get the finances so um you know but you'll be looking at say at least 2 250 crores for a good stadium that's still massive for i think uh, i mean franchises have been bleeding only since day one they've not made any money so far so assume asking a franchisee to pay that kind of cost would be uh i mean unheard of i think in in the short term like say in the next 5 years i think clubs like odisha and chennai city are better placed because they struck good deals with the mm. respective state governments and said that they're going to sponsor i mean improve the uh, sports infrastructure and uh, you know get better sports persons out so then you got a better sweeter deal so it's really up to these clubs and state governments also to work together maybe all india football federation can come in maybe the government itself can the sports ministry itself can come in and sort of help these clubs out a little but the way it is run right now i don't see i mean how financially viable yeah exactly exactly so um extremely expensive. I was going to move on to another topic well my team but um since you bring in the issue of um clubs are already struggling financially uh, yeah. especially in the I league but then you look mm-hmm. at the new tender that's been put out for new applications and obviously the closing date is still uh, a few days away but um they're saying they've had quite a few uh clubs being interested wanting to join the i league um because i know you mentioned that to when we spoke to rohan sharma as well you know the viability of clubs in the i league what is it in for them but there seems to be interest of um b- b- businessmen really end of the day wanting to join the football community yeah i mean it's strange for me but <laughs> it is happening uh apparently there's a team from bangalore who wants to play there's a team from malappura which is very close to kolkata that wants to play uh there's interest from gujarat there's interest from i mean so many delhi so this is like lot of cities and lot of cities with already like cities with clubs again expressing interest so bangalore's already club uh, got a club but like the, the bangalore united also wants to play in the i league so interesting times so these businessmen or these uh, owners they feel there is some potential there nobody knows i mean i can't sit in here and think of how they intend to get back a lot of money at least in the next 5 years so maybe they are thinking long term and say 10 15 years down the line they hope to you know get back all the things that they've invested and make some money but in the next 5 10 years i don't know how you can like it's not like you're getting sweet deals from sponsors mm. and there's no nike coming in there's no mm. adidas coming in and like throwing a lot of money this so was not like jersey something it's not like stadium rights can be sold because stadiums don't belong to you so i don't know it's not like i don't know how clubs intend to make money i thought minerva was the closest to a success that way because they just kept producing a lot of footballers and 
uh, you know, trying to get them sold and all that. But even them, even Minerva's probably never made any profit in any year. Has any club? It's expensive. I doubt it. Maybe yeah. like a Shillong Lajong who played like an all-Indian uh, season and all. They might probably eat out. But even then, ima- you, what you don't understand is that India is huge. So imagine the cost of moving a team from one match to the other. It's just very, very expensive. So if you have to go to uh, Aizol, for example, there won't be cheaper tickets from your, say, in uh, Code. You won't get it for at least 13K. At least 14,000 you need to spend for one player. I think I'm talking about the most cheapest option. Wow. So, you're taking 30 people or say 25 people to Aizol, getting them accommodation at least three-star accommodation, this, that, getting transport from uh, station to uh, the um, uh, the stadium and all that. It's just, uh, it's very expensive. People just don't understand the kind of money that's involved in a, in a football match, in a football club. And we are talking I-League here. So, it's definitely yeah. more expensive in the ISL, who also have to pay a franchisee fee on top of all this. So, I don't know. I don't know how they... <laughs> Maybe we're to... <laughs> underestimating how many, how many uh, philanthropic uh, businessmen there are in India who love football so much that they're willing yeah. to uh, <laughs> uh, let go. But part they are businessmen because they also understand how to run business and they understand the importance of profit. I don't see... All of these as some uh, part of some philanthropy and just like, okay, I mean, I've had my time making money, so I'll just throw money and help Indian football grow. I don't think that's how they are coming in. <laughs> Academies are a very exciting prospect. A lot of these clubs have understood that a lot of young parents want to enroll their kids in their academy. So they charge a bomb for mm. these football training and all that, in turfs and all that, artificial turfs and all. So that's something that's, but again, not good enough to run a fully fledged team and all that but hopefully they are all finding different different ways to yeah uh, and like you said it's yeah. it's not coming joining the ISL it's joining the I league and that's not an easy league to get out of especially if it's just uh, in, in yeah. two years time i think it's promotion it's one club yeah but that 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 one new itself must have uh, rejuvenated the I league in some way just yeah. the the idea that oh finally we can get into the top league of the country so mm. yeah so but it, uh, that's, just, that's uh, probably why a lot of clubs are thinking okay maybe now is a good time because in two years we can uh, be decent sides and probably mm. try to qualify mm. but if you if you were the um, the person deciding um, uh, at the AI double F is there two places that you think oh, they deserve or it'd be nice to have clubs there I mean, I'm going to put my cards on the, on the table here. Obviously, I'd want one in Gujarat, but obvi- another one in Delhi. But this is talking yeah. from the UK. What are your thoughts? Where would you think... Uh... Uh, these are the exact two cities I had in mind. Really? So, because Ahmedabad has got very nice infrastructure. The they beautiful can play stadium. In the stadium and all that. So, exactly. So, that's one place you would really want football. And considering my own experience watching football, there, they've got decent fans. Then. So, mm. if they can get a good side in Gujarat, I think uh, Trans Stadium is one place you want football. Delhi, obviously, there's a big dearth right now. Mm. That entire belt has no football club except, say, Punjab FC. And uh, Delhi, as a capital of the country, you need a football club there. So, mm. that's like a must. Yeah. So, yeah, these two cities for me, I would really like most, say, a Bangalore United. I keep hearing good things about it. So, uh, maybe, why not another club in Bangalore? You know, why give Bangalore? 
today i see a freelancers bangalore united also might be very interesting so mm. yeah yeah i mean obviously the clubs that don't that i can think of yeah don't get into the league they can um try and get into the uh second division of the i league and get up that way that's another option uh, option that's open yeah. to them but yeah, um indeed, i was indeed. speaking with the boys of um the uh, delhi uh, dynamos uh, supporters and they're extremely yeah. passionate and the club they've set up as well sounds really exciting in terms of what yeah, they yeah. are trying to do so hopefully there'll be uh, good decisions made in terms of whether two t- new teams come in and if there is one in gujarat i'm going to be so conflicted because i've picked my team in the <laughs> isl maybe i can have another one in the i league you should stick with your team it's doing really well in the summer same <laughs> <Ten> good players <laughs> Well, I was going to say that. I mean, when we spoke to uh, uh, Ryan Sharma, he was saying he's very busy. Um, we know what he was busy now doing, and um, yeah. <laughs> latest count is he signed seven players for Russia, and they all sound yeah. very, very exciting, young, talented Promising Indian players. Indian players, correct? Yeah. And basically, what you can see is that he's gone ahead and uh, strengthened all the position. So now. you see most positions have like two indians fighting for it mm. every position probably barring the barring strikers i think every other position they've got like two indians there to fight for and they're so all young strategy they're all young and quick and with a lot of potential and uh, so it also gives a coach a lot of luxury right so you can um, you can just uh, chip and change and find your fine balance so Uh, yeah and i i mean i i think it's a they're going in the right direction yeah and he's uh, living up to what you're saying that he's um, wants a lot more indian players uh, young indian players he and he's giving he him a chance to his promise of announcing the coach on may 18th so yeah. i told a lot of friends hey watch out he's going to announce his coach on I may mean, 18th but clearly that's a, it's a filter filtering process is taking longer than usual. Yeah, I think it, I think when we spoke to him they were down to two and he he'd sort of got somebody in his mind so I will have to see if yeah. um they're still down to two. I might have to message him and yeah. say yeah, where are you with the coach situation and see if we get a <laughs> exclusive. Um yeah. but exciting times for Russia in many many ways like you say they've got the support of the government there. They've got the supporters obviously and um these signings um you know potentially uh, uh, they're going to be yeah. there for a few years uh, uh, and definitely, definitely. even somebody like the goalkeeper Kamalji he's only 24 but they've got Ashdeep as well so and he it sounds what, exciting times he must times. be what 24 yeah 23 24 himself so yeah and two some... two indian goalkeepers they signed kamalpreet kamalpreet is also what 23 so he's going to challenge shubham for the right back slot I mean, they signed Goen. What is his name? George David or something? I forgot his name. So he is touted as a very interesting left back, like good pace and technical abilities. They've got their core from last year, of course, of Nanda, Jerry, Vinith, and all those guys. Very interesting team. Very, very interesting team. Yeah, Gaurav is for- also expected to come back and play a big role. Yeah, really defense, looking forward so. to uh, November if that's the. Uh, Ima- imagine if they get to sign. Sandesh. <laughs> Now they can. This is one team that can actually play all Indians. Even a striker on one fine day. This, I mean. So, I mean, I, of course, it will be better if you can play foreigners. But I'm just saying, you can. You if Sandesh Singh can also joins, you've got like two of India's best defenders. I feel in Gaurav Bora and uh, um, in and Sandesh Singh. They also got Rana Garami. I think. I think he's still there. They've got uh, Shubham Sarangi has been playing really well in right back. So they have signed a very interesting left back. 
two good keepers vinith and cohen center why not yaar yeah? nanda jerry and bodo they've signed very interesting nice players also going forward so yeah very very exciting times so i think it was the juggernauts interviewing rohan and they did put up um, a picture of sandesh in a orisha shirt and uh, he did Rod- come out and say right in some video i think with juggernauts yeah it, he, it, was a, yeah I think he's all up for it. He's just waiting for um Sandesh to um give him a call. So you never know, yeah. you never know. And it would be a really you good fit as well, I think. Um Yeah. And I think as for Sandesh also it'll be a good prospect to lead a team. There's got a lot of youngsters so he can be that leader who sort of uh, you know guides the team to greater heights. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. interesting. No exciting times for people in Norisha and uh, those of us outside yeah. supporting that team. Um and Rohan uh, is um making really really good uh, investments. Uh, we just got to see who's going to yeah. manage these players now. Uh, hopefully we'll find out soon. Um the uh AFC and World Cup qualifying dates they're provisionally out and India are due to play two home games in against Qatar and Afghanistan in October November. knowing the situation yeah. now uh is that a realistic prospect at the moment in terms of those games i know is about 3 4 months away uh i mean <laughs> i'm nobody uh, obviously it should be right considering how other countries have taken like uh, a certain amount of time to you know cross that uh, graph and start start the downward slope So I mean ideally by October at least close doors we should be able to play but you never know I mean this has been the most unpredictable year in my entire life so <laughs> yeah, so I mean I don't want to make any sort of prediction despite me having a very good uh, I mean good uh, probability of uh, getting my predictions right with within teams <laughs> we've discussed this before absolutely but uh yeah i mean i no idea to be very honest it's it's very strange times there's I, i mean there's generally news that we are not showing the right numbers also so if we are not showing the right numbers and we have these many corona cases just god help us because we have no idea where this is going right now yeah that's the frightening part not only the numbers going yeah. up but you don't know whether being such a big country and not having the proper facilities yeah. to measure and judge yeah. and what have you you don't know um exactly. but um some football is coming back uh, the premier league's back from thursday i'm so looking yeah. forward to it there's pretty much from i think it's i don't Saturday. want this season anymore i want the next season to start even as a chelsea fan it's exciting times yeah. i don't care i want timo werner in the team and start <laughs> I want the new season now. I'm done with this season. I want to see the new look Chelsea now. Because they've still got to play for that top four place. I mean, that's not... Uh... I, no, I was just joking. Uh, of course, yeah. It's an interesting time. And it's just good. Because uh, somehow it's not like... I tried, I tried watching Bundesliga. It was just not happening for me. I didn't feel the same connect. I was like, okay. It's nice. They're very fast and all that. But the Premier League is the Premier League. There's nothing else out there to, you know, compete with the... uh with the intensity probably because you support the premier league team and not a bundesliga team or something but oh, generally oh. i've just been waiting for uh the premier league nothing well, else really you and millions here in the uk uh because it's going to be pretty much on obviously it's all closed doors but uh, there's pretty much going to be i think four games live on tv on saturday which has never happened four on sunday and there'll be at least one or two games every single weekday 
mm-hmm. so we're going to get a fill of football. But the, I was, I'm, I'm glad you said the you you were watching the Bundesliga because my question was going to be, how have you found it watching? I know what you said about you know the passion and the uh, the excitement because you yeah. don't follow a team, but in terms of um, a closed door game, yeah, I mean. What to do? We've sort of gotten used to the idea that this is going, how it is going to be for the, I mean, next few months at least. So yeah, I mean, in terms of football, there was nothing wrong. They're playing good, attractive football, but you just felt like something was missing. It. I don't know if the players are feeling the ease of no, you know, no opposition fans breathing down their necks, or you can. I mean, I certainly am a big believer that the fans play a huge mm. role in how the players come out and perform. Mm. Yeah. So, and every team I feel is more confident right now because they yeah. don't fear. It's just like playing it like a training session. Absolutely. Because otherwise, you can sometimes you can even see the nerves in players, and they're making a small mistake, and the whole crowd jeering and booing and all that. So just yeah, that that element is definitely lost, and it is it has reshaped football in some ways. I've not really sat down and looked at the numbers whether away teams are performing better than you know before the lockdown. But you would feel that's the case because there's no like intense pressure out there, and you know all that. Though all those other things that you associated football with. I recently remember seeing a tweet where. Uh, uh, the person was saying that I just realized when I saw Bundesliga, it's not the football, just the football I missed. I miss going to the bar with my friends, you know, talking about football, spending time, that that entire cathartic experience of just being at the stadium and shouting and all that stuff. So, football wasn't bigger than just a sport, right? Oh, so, yeah. we all support this because it's big, it's, it, it affects our lifestyle. It's it has, I'm wearing a Leicester jersey yeah, <laughs> talking to you. So, <laughs> just it, it it consumes our life so much, right? So it, I think just getting that football back is not enough. We still want the normalcy to return and us to you know, yeah, you know, go back and do those things. So no, hundred sometimes, hundred percent, and it's going to be strange yeah. knowing that Leicester playing at the King Power, but I can't go. And um, yeah. it's good for your mental health. A lot of people, um, you know, you're working five days yeah, a week. Yeah. Definitely, and then you go definitely. and spend uh, pretty much a day with your uh, friends talking all about yeah. football. And then when you, you shout and scream at the stadium, it lets out some of the uh, pent-up anger or frustration. Yeah, yeah. So it has, a, like you 100% quite rightly say, it, it's more than just a game. It's an outlet for uh, millions of people, not even thousands, millions of people. So it's going to be strange. And um, the fans are really feel sorry for uh, uh, the Liverpool fans. Um the bigger season for 30 years and you know they're going to have to postpone the uh, celebrations till I don't know when Um, even now I think they're talking about uh, possibly January once because they're here in the UK they're so scared of a second wave in winter Um, understandably so yeah so I think they're probably looking at uh, I don't know you never know with the government what they might decide but um, initially they were talking about January February before um, even considering um, letting fans in Uh, so that's a very long time to wait to go back to your Saturday or Sunday routine or whatever so but uh, at least we've got some football coming up next week so that'll be good and uh, so looking forward to it 
um, cancelled all my social plans. I didn't have any anyway because <laughs> we're stuck at home. But uh, it's yeah. it's going to be um, all football, so it'll be good. And um, yeah, I mean, today we've spoken after um, a while, and considering it's the lockdown, and considering there's no football, you know, to talk about as such, um, we've taken forty minutes, and I think half of it was talking about the blasters. But I'm glad. Clubs in India are making the news still, even in the close season. So that's good. It gives Definitely. us something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. and in fact, I think the, the I think I've been noticing it for the last one year, especially the rumor mill is on a, on steroids these days. There's so much happening for Indian football. Somebody has followed it for uh, almost a decade right now. I think it's a little strange for me to have so much interest in like who's going where, who's going to come, and I'm like, wow. So much interest in Indian football because I, I mean, even even as somebody who's been invested, I never really, I mean, unlike say Chelsea where I'm like googling Chelsea every one hour, seeing if there's news, I never had had that same kind of connect with say Indian clubs. I was like, okay, something happens in summer. Summer was not interesting for me. For uh, Indian football, for me, it really starts when the when the season, season starts, starts, and yeah. I was more focused on football, but. Now there's a lot of conversation in the summer also about signings and about wanting to develop academies. This that wow. It's that's, a good sign. That's a good. Uh, yeah, it's a good sign. Definitely a good sign. Yeah. And it also means that a lot of media houses are also seeing okay, maybe there's enough readership and uh, that. I mean, that has to be the reason why they are allowing their journalists to do so many stories, right? I'll, I'll be like a lot of it as really false and cooked up stuff, but. If they are doing it, that means there is some readership, and and so as as somebody as a as a content producer, I can't be happier. I'm like, wow, okay, <laughs> exactly. There is, there is an audience out there. But I think um, it's just going to rise. I think um, it, it, yeah. you know the number of people reading and wanting to know, and that's why it's generating the rumors because people just want to know. And the clubs, like you said at the start, are not very open, but I think they in time will have to change as well. Which is all good for good uh, uh, for the good of the game in India. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, this is my first season. But when I was uh, when I'm reading Twitter or some of the uh, uh, columns, and it is about a lot of rumours, and it seems like uh, yeah, it's yeah. the same as England. But that's good. That's really really good. Well, Nevin, yeah. um, I know it's uh, late there, late-ish early evening there in. Uh, uh, so, um, but I'm not going to take too much of your time. It's been absolutely, um, for me, mentally, talking to you is refreshing, motivating and um, same, yeah, rejuvenating. Same, yeah. So I've really enjoyed it. It's been too long, my friend. And hopefully we can um, talk now more regularly. Football back, so we should, we, should be, we should be good now. We'll make it to more regular things. Fantastic. Well, you have a great evening back home. And um, hope, I'm glad the weather is cooler now, so uh, you don't need the AC <laughs> or the fans. So that's all good. But you stay yeah. safe and um, look after yourself. You do, you do. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Bye.